Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Joseph Luciano interview. Now, today's guest is the number one Australian welterweight in the country, and he's taking on Jono Mikalev, November 18th, Hex Fight Series 28. And uh, it's an interesting matchup, and we talk a little bit about it, but we would be just horrendous at what we do if we didn't address what happened early September in Sydney. Uh, there was supposed to be a matchup for the Eternal MMA Walter Waite Championship. Joey Luciano taking on Matt Vale, and everyone wanted to know what happened, why it didn't happen, um, what exactly went down. Uh, and in the first ever time speaking to the media since, uh, we have Joseph Luciano here to explain it all. Now, I mean, have your own opinions, but there's been a lot of stuff circulating online, and that's why I thought it was very important to have Luciano uh, on to explain his side. And anyone who's ever involved in that side or, or whatnot and, and, and wants to give their two cents, they are more than welcome. Uh, believe it or not, I do want to get it out of the way, but it needs to be addressed, and we do it. Uh, we do that right now and then we move on to you know the man behind what happened because even even I we look at it as if it's you know uh, almost like it's fantasy MMA like we're in the we're in the in our armchairs going ah why didn't he fight or what happened there or I would have done this so I reckon it's this guy's fault but in the interview we get to find out a little bit more about the guy and how basically just not fighting for whatever reason, and, and whoever's fault it is, I don't care. Um, it was a guy that missed out on an opportunity, and you might say it's his fault, but please do listen to the interview and, and have your uh, have your own thoughts made up after this interview. But Joey gives his, his reasoning for what happened, and look, at the end of the day, it's a guy that missed out on the opportunity of a lifetime, and I ask him if he regrets it or if he ever will regret it um we also talk about his uh, obviously his love for his team absolute mma he's his ufc teammate jack jenkins um who had a freak injury and obviously is out for a little while uh we talk about life outside of mma we talk about matt vale and his fans and uh, the fight that never was and the fight that could be we also talk about his new opponent, John O'Mikalev, and the guy, he is kind of getting forgotten in all of this. I'm probably not helping. But uh, look, we, we we chat about it. We we finally try and get the the Sydney fight out of the way, but you know it needs to be addressed, and maybe you disagree with me and you say it doesn't and let sleeping dogs lie or whatever they say. But I feel that each party, for the people that do care, I think they're invested and they want to know and you might disagree with me and that's okay. Then don't listen. But we cover the topic and hopefully you at least understand Luciano's side, whether you agree with it or not. But we do address it and then we move on. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, Joseph Luciano. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Joseph Luciano. Mate, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Good. Um, why are you afraid of Matt Vale? <laughs> <laughs> Look, 
we got to start there, mate. September 8th in Sydney. You were supposed to take on the one and only, the Viper, Matt Vale, uh, for the Eternal MMA Welterweight Championship. Can you give us a rundown or just your version on why that did not happen? I think what a lot of people are kind of glossing over is that was also the biggest opportunity in my career too um, up until that point. So I think it's a little naive to think um, Joseph Luciano, Luciano went running scared. And if you think that, you are a halfwit. Um, yeah. So I suppose you want to get down to the nitty gritty of why that bout did not take place. Yeah. I mean, people are wondering because obviously no one, you're the best in Australia at welterweight. Um, you would not be quote unquote scared, uh, which you have been called by many New Zealanders. But why my DMs, dude? It's hilarious. <laughs> I've got like these guys yelling shit at me. I don't even know what they're saying, but you know, yeah, fucking hell. What what happened? So for the record, um, I did not pull out of that fight and had full intention to fight Vale on the weekend of the UFC in town and obviously all the big wigs around and, you know, eyes on us as the main event. Um, the fight was pulled on me uh, the Wednesday before fight week, um, quite early in the morning. So um, that's what I can say. Um, yeah, I, I didn't pull. Why, why would it be pulled? Um, I think that's a question for a certain company um, that is not Joseph Luciano. All I can do is, um, you know, book a date and prepare myself to be ready for that. Now, is... Because uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I do want to move forward because we have... Yeah, there's fucking... You know, the world moves on and shit like that, even if certain people don't, but yeah. But the, so the fact of the matter is... I think it's important to get this out in the open and, um, you know, have the facts out there because there's a lot of people guessing and assuming things that pretty unwarranted in my opinion. Well, I assume you've talked to people that are in charge and um, have given you advice on what you can and can't say, but to protect your character in some way, yep. what, what can you tell us about the situation though? Yeah, I can tell you a contract was never signed for that fight. Um, I can also tell you that uh, there was back and forth uh, on that Um until the fight was cancelled um, on me from a change without being able to say too much. And the other sticky point um, on that was a uh, extension of another part of the contract, um, which was not agreed upon. Um, and then I was being asked to sign something that had not been agreed upon. Um, and then was told if I don't sign in, you know, I got a message sort of late on, I think the Tuesday night, if, you know, you need to sign this now. And I said, okay, but what about this? Um, you know, that's completely changed uh, from our previous dealings. And uh, 6.30 in the morning, I got a message, if you don't sign this now, we're going to pull the fight. And then, you know, I just, who who can I consult at 6.30 in the morning? I don't know any um, 
you know, people that are any decent people that are up at that time. Um, so by eight thirty or around that time, uh, the fight had been pulled on me. Um, I had full intention and was fully prepared to rock up to what could potentially be, you know, the biggest in, um, to the biggest organization in the world, which is what we're all doing this for, I suppose. Right. Like everyone's trying to get to that, that big show and make the money and, and do everything they can and make, become a star and fight at the highest level and uh, achieve success. So, yeah, but just have it what we agreed upon in the contract and it's good to be signed. Um, and then there was um, some changes to the contract. Um, what I will say is uh, I obviously captured the title six months ago previously if that same contract that I originally signed to fight Caleb Wright out was the same with a slight bump up in pay as agreed, I would have fought Matt Vale. Um, but the contract was different and I had not signed it. And then they had pulled the fight from me. What did you, what did, what was changed? I don't know if I can, um, a matching clause. Okay. Okay. I think uh, for anyone that has seen my career as of late, has noticed that I have been extremely active um, and fighting very often, and then it came to a point where I was not. So why? I mean, it's the biggest weekend of your career. Correct. I believe, I mean, I could be wrong without diving into contact contract details. I do believe um, Eternal always lets you out if the UFC signs you. I don't know. I don't think they would ever stop anyone from doing that ever. Why not just fight? So what, what happens if you go into a business arrangement and you lowball yourself constantly and, okay, say, cool, everything goes ahead. I, I beat Vale, which, cool. Then I potentially don't get signed. Then what I've got to sit on the shelf for how what I've been doing for the last six months. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not not keen with that. The inactivity of late for my career. You know, I'm 31. Um, I, I I don't want to fuck around and wait and keep waiting. Yeah. Did you? Could you have not told them earlier that you? So you were going to fight regardless of the for contract. Sure. For sure. Oh, yeah. So we so let's say they don't pull the fight. You get yep. to the fight. You end up fighting. You don't get paid. Yeah, I won't. I would have fought without a contract any day of the week. That's perfect. If anyone can read between the lines of that, might take a few brain cells, might not, but yeah. Now, who do you put blame on is it management is it you is it the promotion like where does the blame fall <laughs> i think that's glaringly obvious um there had been a severe breakdown in communication could have gotten solved with a phone call um, to my coach me um and the first point of contact had been the fight will be pulled from you so, yeah. Are you still with your management? I'm no longer with my management. 
Okay. Now, if there was one thing, and I, I really do want to move on on from this because despite what many people may think, um, I actually don't like spending too much time on on this area, but it is Well, it sounds like you just want to, you know, absolutely roast everyone and be a piece of shit, Mitchell. But, no, you know, that's cool. No, no I'm shit no, 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 uh, a little bit. Uh, no, I don't. I, I honestly don't. And obviously, like, no one wins out of that situation. I can see it on both sides as to why people have their interests that they have to protect. It makes sense. Um, but in the terms of the the losers, of course, is everyone. Um, if there was one thing, because there is a lot being said, of course, you didn't come out and say anything, rightfully so. The promotion didn't. The management didn't. I, I wish someone did. Um, I did. <laughs> but, but, like, what did you want everyone to know? Like, that. so the fire gets pulled. What did yeah. you want every single person to know in that moment? Wow. Um, you know, obviously my emotions were extremely high. So, you know, I could probably say a few things about that. Um, but I think people need to realize that this is our lives, um, careers all rolled into one. Just ask yourself the question, why would the number one fighter in Oceania Thank you, JJ, apart from JJ, um, not want to take that opportunity. I think that's what I didn't want people to know anything. I just wanted them to ask themselves a question. Then why was that the hill to die on? What do you mean? Like why that moment? Like have you had situations with other promotions, other management, other fights in the past where you've sort of um, – sort of just gone into it willy-nilly and not put that, uh, not put such an importance on it and it's like gotten you in the past or why 100%, now? Yeah, 100% it has. Um, again, you can look back at my career and see vast periods of uh, enforced uh, inactivity. You know, I'm I, as an amateur, I had fucking shitload of fights and then I went pro and um, all of that dried up, not because of my willingness to compete when I've been able to I've competed as much as, um, you know, anyone does or more than everyone, a lot of people do. So um, the forced inactivity, and I'm sure Matt Vale can uh, appreciate that as well because he's um, pretty dirty about uh, stuff happening to him in the past. And I'm sure, you know, all the other welterweights in the country and everyone else that has been sort of put on the fence before with their career or shelved um, has felt the same way. So, you know, I would not let that happen to me again. Definitely. And uh, the final question on this topic, is there ill will to your previous promotion? You know, I am very frustrated, annoyed, disappointed that I did not get to fight on uh, the UFC Sydney. Um, having that pulled from me was probably up there as one of the most disappointing things that's gone on in this sport for me on a personal level. Um, yeah, that's not how I saw it going down at all. So, yeah. If if you don't get signed. Yeah. Will you look back on that moment in regret and think maybe I should have just taken it? If you 
live like that, I think that's one way to cripple yourself with would have, if, could. Um, the decision was not made. I didn't make the decision. It was made for me. So that's a little bit out of my hands and I cannot go through life going, oh, someone took something from me and I'm going to suck up about it. I have done the the very thing that I need to do next, which is get a fight and, um, you know, keep the ball, ball rolling. Now we move on to the fight you got. Um, the Matt Vale uh, army has not stopped, and I believe for valid reason – why is this fight not you versus Matt Vale for the Hex welterweight title? That is, again, I do not own Hex. <laughs> um, and that is not, you know, I am fighting the guy that is put in front of me, as everyone has to do. And, you know, he is a, a local guy who is on a hell of a win streak and is a spectacular young up-and-comer with a lot of a lot of raps on him, so I can see why Hex would want him to defend or go for the belt, I should say. I think the question might be why would Matt Vale I think he was the Hex champ, right? Yeah. At one point. Um, but he's no longer. So yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. I honestly don't know. Um that's obviously between Matt and Hex. I'm not too sure what went on there, but all I know is I have Jono McAuliffe and I'm fighting him on the, the 18th. Before I move on to Jono, would you have preferred the Matt Vale fight? Of course. Um, fuck, I shouldn't really say that. That's a little disrespectful to Jono. Um, Matt's got a better record. Um, he's you know got a lot more fights. He's got some some raps on him for sure. So he's been in the scene for a long time, but I think it's probably a little bit of a riskier fight taking Jono, to be honest. And I think it is too. And I think if anything, you deserve props. I mean, I know for a fact, Matt Vale wasn't offered the fight. The reason why, oh, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll clear it up right now. He wasn't yeah, offered I, the fight. I wasn't um, trying to, um, you know, talk shit there. No, I know. I know. He wasn't offered the fight. I believe it's something along the lines of Mikalev was, offered the fight and if he won the last fight, he would be in the welterweight title picture. Yeah. Um, you were still scheduled to fight Matt Vale on another promotion, uh, which you can see why they then don't want to backtrack, give you the yeah. shot. I mean, could could you argue that they should have given Vale the fight against Mikalev? That's for other people to argue. But yeah. at, at the end of the day, two Melbourne guys fighting for the Hex welterweight strap in the biggest venue they've got in Melbourne. It makes sense. Um, it's a big step up for Mikulev, but like you said, he's an absolute stud. Um, is it risky taking on? Because, I mean, he is an up-and-comer, but you kind of we kind of feel like you have everything to lose right now. Of course. Um, you know, I've got the record, got the raps on me, the ranking, all of that. Um, you know, having a target on my back, being in that position. So, um, you know, he's got everything to gain, of course. What is it about Mikalev that you think is very concerning heading into your fight? From a skills standpoint, yeah. um, you know, he's a, he's a southpaw. He's a dangerous, dangerous striker, moves very well. He's got ticker. I think we saw that in the Jack James fight. Um, 
who is has a very good welterweight himself, and uh, Johnny did the job on that. So yeah, there's plenty of. Yeah, uh, from what I've heard, his grappling's a little underrated. Um, hasn't had to show it as much. So you know, in this day and age, everyone's very well rounded, and if you get to the top of that heat, um, you know, there's a bit of an X factor there with him for sure. Are you as motivated for it as you were the Vale fight? That's so funny when I hear people say that, motivation. Um, I don't need to get motivated to punch another dude in the face. Like, <laughs> like the, it's the fucking best shit ever. <laughs> I get paid for it. Um, the thing is, the motivation to fight Jono, I don't need motivation to fight anyone. So that's kind of irrelevant for sure. The game plan going in. I mean... Is it, are you expecting a war or are you expecting a peak performance of Joey Luciano? Always a war. That's for fucking idiots, man. Um, <laughs> peak, peak performance of Luciano always is what I'm after. Um, you know, that whole, you know, I'm not one of those just bleed UFC guys, punch me in the head and I'll punch you back. I'm a little smarter than that. Um, and I like to, to play to my strengths for sure. With the career, like you said, you're 31. Obviously, we all know you're right up there. You know how close you are to the next level. It could be one. Yeah. It could be two fights. It could be 10, the way this is working. Do you feel like you're running out of time to get to the next level? No, I don't. Um, you know, I still – the beautiful thing about enjoying this so much is my development has been so good. You know, I'm 30 – and I'm still learning new shit every day in the gym. So um, running out of time and athletic ability, no. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't feel like I'm running out of time at all, at all. Financially, are you sacrificing other areas of life? Of course, mate. You know, um, I think anyone that does this at, at the highest level and gives their, you know, body and heart and soul to it, sacrifices on the financial level. Like, you know, I used to be a, a plumber and a sparky jewel trade and you can make pretty good money doing that and driving a nice, you know, paid for work car around and, you know, doing cashes on the side and living life and being ha happy. Um, but happiness is inconsequential to what I feel waking up and walking down to the gym. Like I haven't even got a fucking car, dude, but I'm happy. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm making enough to get by and all of that, but I'm not rolling around in my new Ford Raptor. That's for sure. Now you're married, you're a married man. Uh, is there, is there pressure on, on that end? Do you feel that you're not, and this is a very, um, it's a very out there question and, and, and feel free to tell me to shut up. But like, do you feel like you're not able to give your partner the life that you want to be able to give financially yet? Fortunately, um, she's a woman of very little means apart from spending quality time together. So, you know, I haven't got some like bimbo chick that's like, hey, I want fucking lip fillers and um, a new Prada bag. I think that'd be pretty hectic if she was like that. Um, but, you know, she's happy. Like she trains herself and um, she's competed and all of that stuff. So she, she gets it and, um, yeah, you know between the two of us, we've got a Suzuki Swift that we get around in and like, I'm still stoked with the life I live. And I think she is cause we're both enjoying it. Maybe, you know, if I, if I was richer 
and still me, she might be ha- happier. I don't, I don't know. I don't think she's a big gold digger. If she is, she's with the right, wrong wrong dude anyway. <laughs> uh, mate, I wanted to ask you about your boy Jack Jenkins in the UFC, obviously a bit of a freak injury. You're close-knit with him. Obviously, you, you go through the, uh, the preparation into those fights. You see it and like that, you don't know what is next for his career in terms of an injury. Like what does it do for you to see your teammate uh, get hurt like that? Seeing someone put in so much effort and, you know, bleeding with them on the mat and sweating and all of that sort of shit, seeing that not being taken away from him, but, um, you know, his moment eclipsed by an injury, it's fucking tragic, mate. Like that hurts your soul a little bit um, in that moment for sure. And then, you know, from a, a broader perspective, you know, any of us could do an ACL in a session at any time, like an ACL or I've had guys step back and they've popped their Achilles and that's a fucking horrible injury. And like this shit is so volatile and it is so, you know, it can just change like the wind. So I think you've, that just makes you appreciate it more. Um, but yeah, it sucks seeing your mate injured for sure. Is there any, and I've asked a few guys this, because obviously there's a few teams with guys at high level and, and some of them are making 50 grand in the UFC and some of them are still making sort of two grand, three grand on the regional scene. Is there any bit of like jealousy in terms of like, you you, you get to work with Jack every day. You kind of came up with him as well. If anything, I believe you may have even started before him and to see kind of him doing really well, and obviously paying all the bills, driving the nice car, and you're still kind of in the trenches a little bit. Is there That's any bit so of funny I I have never even thought of that until you just said it. And I think, <laughs> I think Jack's driving a shitbox still himself unless he's bought a new car recently. So um I don't know. I think because this shit is so horrific that we do and it sucks so much that we've all had to grind and struggle. It's like if one guy gets ahead and makes it, we're like, yeah, fuck you lucky. I'm like, that's awesome, dude. Like enjoy it because we're still all on the grind. So it's a sense of relief seeing you mate get ahead as opposed to being like, oh, well, there's 10 of us that are all fucking pieces of shit. At least one <laughs> of us is killing it now, you know? Because, um, like, out of all the guys I train with, I think I think a few of them, their car headlights are all out because they can't afford to put, put new fucking lo- globes in them. And, you know, we're, we all suck. Like, we're degenerates and no one's making any money, but it, it's fucking awesome. But, yeah, I don't think that tall poppy or crabs in a bucket thing is really existent for us, to be honest. Yeah. But Jack's like a humble guy for me. I'd be walking around with Gucci suits and shit like that and rubbing it in people's faces. And you know, you want to wear my silk cravat you can wear it for the weekend, but I want it back dry clean. Um, yeah. Fuck. That's an interesting thing, man. I, I'd never really thought of that. Yeah. We talk about you not, um, you know, living the high life. However, you are doing the hobbies of someone living the high life. Have you got into golf recently? <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, I'm, I'm the first person on either side of my family to ever play golf, dude. <laughs> um, so this is a big, big step for the Luciano family. We've got a golfer and I am fucking shit house. 
<laughs> so that's made me enjoy it even more. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a golf guy now. Is it interesting learning a new skill that you suck at? Because the last couple of years has probably just been you polishing a lot of your martial arts skills where golf, I'm going to assume, like everyone, sucks when they start. Yeah, it's horrendous. Um, yeah, it's good sucking at something because, as you said, you know, doing jits, wrestling, striking, it's like you're just fine-tuning your, your already existent skills, whereas this, yeah, it, it's exciting and it's funny most people would think, you know, you get a hobby and you want to do it away from all the guys. You punch each other in the head and, and you know, yell at each other every day. But we're hiding from our wives playing golf now. So maybe it's like a thing we can do once the body's worn out a bit and we can get get on the golf train and still run away from home. Do you guys ever, I mean, you're a close-knit team. Do you guys ever, does it ever get really heated in the training room? It gets way more heated at golf. <laughs> like, I nearly wrapped a nine-iron around Sarman's head the other day because he got a putt. So, um, look, in the training room, not at all. Um, you know, I did a bit of a dick move to one of the boys the other day, and he told me to, you know, are we doing that now? And then we both started laughing at each other. So, you know, like I've had someone with a really big head in our team headbutt me and cut me. And I looked at him and I went, you fucking wanker. And then we started laughing. Like no, there's no mountain. No one's coming out with malice to fucking injure someone. We're going hard. And, you know, if you get dropped, you get dropped. It's not a nasty thing, man. But yeah, there's no, there's no heated shit like that going on. Um, that's for the students, you know, us fighters, but Simo gets pretty heated. Um, you don't want to get on the wrong side of him. Um, I've, I've actually accidentally elbowed him and sliced him up. I'd say it was his fault. He said it's mine and he chased me around the cage and I ran out the gym, um, with tears in my eyes. So really? yeah, some, yeah, dude, fucking oath. So what was this? Ah, oh, about a week ago. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't really. But we've got a great environment down there, and yeah, egos. You've got to have an ego to do this, and you've got to think you're the man. But I think we've got a good handle on that at the gym, with um, that getting out of control for sure. I haven't seen it. Before I let you go, I uh, will ask you this one last question: to to get that shit dilemma happening and and whoever's fault it was it doesn't matter at the end of the day the biggest moment it, it, it kind of does matter but yeah no, it does but it's over like it's 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 done we get to you get to move forward to a degree yeah would you have handled any of it differently to now or are you happy with where you're at now I'm not happy with where I'm at and I'll never be happy where, where I'm at, no matter what that is in life. Would have I handled it differently? No, not at all. That was completely not a fault of mine that uh, a fight was pulled from my feet on the biggest, you know, potentially the biggest stage that I could perform on a local level. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a little dirty about that, man. I'm a little salty for sure. And it's all very well and good saying, oh, that's in the past. And it is, and there's no point, um, dwelling on it, but you know, 
spoiled milk still is spoiled milk at the end of the day. So November 19th, after the night of November 18th, uh, welterweight title fight against John Mikolev, let's say you walk out holding the belt, does it then not matter or you reckon it's going to stick with you forever? Fuck. Um, I don't like to be wronged. Um, and I am a man from a culture where there's a term for, you know, where you're wronged and you hold on to that for a very long time and it becomes a blood feud, which is called a vendetta. <laughs> this isn't that serious, but it's fucking <laughs> annoying. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's annoying, dude. It's fucking annoying, but onwards and upwards, there's, going to be plenty of shit in life that fucking doesn't do right by you. It's what you do after that that is important, I believe. And over or under 20 comments and messages after this is posted from reckon, New Zealanders. I reckon 20 Kiwis posting Viper emojis going, Luciano's a bitch, and probably messaging me saying, you dropped the skucks, bro. <laughs> if someone could, I think that's nuts. Um, so yeah, fuck, he's got some great fans that really, really care about him. I suppose none of my mates comment on anything or engage at all. So maybe they know I'm a bitch and they don't want to hang out with me. I think that might be the case. Oh, geez. All right, mate. Well, um, I appreciate the time. Uh, and it was a weird topic and a weird issue uh, to, to no, dive into. It was a weird chat for sure. It was, um, and I know I probably didn't make the situation uh, any better at the time. So <laughs> will you be having um, Eternal on? Uh, you've had Vale on. You've had me on. Um, obviously, Vale was pretty out of the loop um, and felt pretty hard done by. Um, his interview was good. He was respectful and seems like a, a decent sort of dude. Um, you've had me on, obviously, a bitch who's scared of, Snakes and vipers. <laughs> Are you having eternal on? I have asked them and the open invitation is there um, on anyone that is okay. with eternal. You can come on. You can, and I've said it before and I will say it again. You can have, and a lot of people don't know this behind the scenes. You can have the edit. You can tell me what, like, like, oh, we're posting this or I'm cutting that out and I'm cutting that out. Like, you can have it. I would love to have them on. I understand why they wouldn't. Like, at the end of the day, I'm in my mum's basement doing this. Like, I'm not a real – it's actually their spare room. But I'm not there like – I'm not Channel 7. I'm not Channel 9. You have no reason to speak to me. Um, I can see how they would think I am at times stirring shit up with this. Okay. Um, because you know this was like a fucking month ago, and you're still going on about it, and you're still well, dragging it up. You know, so you didn't, you, you didn't mention like, it. Well, it didn't need to be said. It was glaringly obvious what had happened for anyone that. But it's not. Done, it, it it is, man. If you've done, if you've been in the fight game or you've done business, it's pretty clear what had happened, right? To you, yeah, and to the. 30 hardcore people that know the scene. Yeah. There's a lot of people that love the scene that don't know, that they do not know what is yeah, going on. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. They don't, and, yeah. 
and those are the guys that are going to get you paid more because Eternal can't pay you more money. Hex can't pay no, you more they're money. The, they're the guys that are commenting Viper emojis on my post. Yes, and it's important <laughs> for those people to know. And no, the, it, the, is. it is. And and then, yeah, and then they get more money and then they can pay you more money and then you can uh, get two Suzuki Swifts. Well, we might get the RE4, which is the fancy version. I don't even know what that is. All right, Legend, thank you so much. I will chat to you another time. Appreciate it, mate. Peace.